Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the The How How to to Love Me podcast. Podcast. Why, hello. Welcome, guys. Welcome to another episode of How to Love Me, the podcast where we talk about mental health and relationships. Specifically our relationship. Yes, and I am back. Guys, he's finally home. Well, I've been home for a couple days. Let's be honest here. Yeah, but I'm still jacked. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, it was tough to be away. But um, I do want to say up front that I feel like this podcast could survive without me now. (laughs) Um, I don't know what all the feedback is from everybody else. But in my opinion, Kelly doesn't need me to hold her own on this podcast. Well, I mean, I, I like the support. Yeah, 100%. But I just really want to make sure that I am in full support of you doing solo sods because that was phenomenal. You did a great job. And it was very uh, it, it was very entertaining to listen to. I was never bored. Oh, I appreciate that, honey. And like we talk on the phone for hours. That's true. So, I mean, to just listen to you just talk for a half an hour mm-hmm. and not be bored, you know. All right, all right. Just all saying. Right. Yeah. Well done. Well, thanks, honey. Give well myself a little done. pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? So this is one that Kelly's kind of picked up. Yeah. So I actually had a friend reach out to me, and she said that she would love for us to talk about codependency. Can we name the friend? Um, She didn't say whether she wanted to be named or not. So I think we'll just keep this one anonymous. Just Fine. Just because, I mean, you, you don't really know, right? Well... I mean, you could ask, but it's too late now. It's too late. We're already in the thick of it. Yeah, we're past the point of no return. So what are we talking about? Codependency. Ooh. Now, codependency. Mm-hmm. I have not read these articles that Kelly's pulled. Kelly's done a bunch of research for this episode, and it's going to be very entertaining. In my opinion, codependency is required. I mean, I think it's part of a relationship. I think it's healthy. I don't see any big negatives. I can obviously see how you could go too far and it could become negative. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no question about that. Yes. But, but. I think in any sort of healthy relationship, there is going to be some sort of codependency. But when it, when it makes you come to be, let me just try that whole sentence again. (laughs) Rewind. So when it gets to the point where you're no longer like an independent person, Mm -hmm. that's when codependency gets to be, you know, kind of crosses that line, I guess. So. What exactly is codependency? I'm sure you guys are wanting to know. I do. All right. So codependency is a, actually, first things first. So we are looking at an article from positivepsychology.com. I do not, oh, thank you for scrolling, honey. Appreciate you. Okay. This article was done on, oh, this is fairly recent. This was October 19th, 2020. So this is literally like not even 10 days ago. Oh, God dang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We're only bringing you the hottest and latest. (laughs) So, it's called codependency. What are the signs and how to overcome it? Yeah. So, let's dive in here. So, codependency is a psychological concept that refers to people who feel extreme amounts of dependence on certain loved ones in their lives and who feel responsible for the feelings and actions of those loved ones. Wait, what? Yeah. See, this this is why I wanted to do the research and I wanted you to kind of go in a little bit blind because I do think that both of us have some like codependency traits. Yeah, but uh, like by that description, I'm like codependent on a couple people. Ooh. Right? Interesting. 
do do you want to dive into that a little bit? Well, I mean, no matter what, like I am that person that I always feel like in any situation, I worry about the other person's feelings. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a moment just the other night where I got heated and it and I did not blow up. Instead, I went quiet because I was afraid of what that person's feelings was, what I was going to impact their feelings. Right. But I don't think that's technically a form of of a codependency as much as it is just not being an asshole. Well, that could be part of it. (laughs) (laughs) That could be part of it. Kate, can you scroll down a little bit, please, honey? Thank you. So there, according to this article, there are 20 signs of codependency. So we're going to go through these one by one, kind of maybe dive in a little bit, kind of see if we relate to any of them and go from there. Okay. Cool. 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 I guess. All right. So, first sign of codependency is low self-esteem. Oh. Uh, well, I don't really deal with that. I do. Okay. Yeah. I definitely still have some lower self-esteem. It's Don't get me wrong. It has been a lot better now that we've been together. But in previous relationships or just, you know, like, you know, if you look back to who I was even like a year and a half ago, like before we started dating. Mm-hmm. I had extremely low self-esteem. Okay. And yeah, like I, I am that person that always pumps up your self-esteem. Yes, So maybe in that sense, so let's say, I wouldn't say you have low self-esteem, but I would say that your self-esteem is not where it should be because I'm always like, you're doing so great, babe. You're mm-hmm. the best. Your solo sode was bomb. Um, you know, and I think that has something to do with it. You know, maybe I could see a codependency being required if your partner is somebody who gives you a lot of reassurance and builds yeah. your self-esteem. Yeah. So this is the thing. In previous relationships, I didn't have any of that. So of course, if, you know, if I think I did like a great job on something, but if I'm also not getting like any sort of positive affirmation from the person that I'm like supposed to be sharing my life with, then that also kind of makes me feel a little... It, Obviously brings my self-esteem down a little bit. So there's also something I want to say to the crowd, to the listeners, basically to our parents, um, because that's all that listen. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding, guys. We know that there's quite a few out there. And yeah, you guys are all bomb. But so one thing that I told Kelly when we first started dating is you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. I promise you you are going to become a confident woman. That's like one of the first things that you told me. And actually, actually, I think this was even before we even got into a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was when we were just starting because I wanted to make sure that, you know, like here's how I do relationships. Like Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I'm going to be there to always pick you up. Right. So, and you need to have confidence. Like Kelly's always been a very good and like we work together. She's always been top notch. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's always been that person that's always busted her ass. And I always gave her, you know, a praise for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the biggest thing is that she never really had that. So I always made sure that, you know, I told her that how great she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've always appreciated that you do for me because because like I said like I had lower self-esteem I had confidence issues so now knowing that you know like there's people out there that you know are there to kind of pump me up that just makes me you know feel warm and fuzzy yeah yeah I'm also going to take a quick pause here we have mm-hmm. one of the dogs of the groomers currently and the other dog Dax is I think he's having a little separation anxiety right now so he's <laughs> attached to us and he's also just yeah. So if you hear a little like whines and stuff, it's because there's literally a dog like at us yeah. right now. So anyway. So anyway. Low levels of narcissism. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? What? Narcissistic tendencies? Yeah. 
it's not a great thing. No, that's what I mean. So having low levels of it, isn't that a good thing? Huh. Maybe. I don't know, right? So that's that that one's kind of a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know if we can really dive into that one or not. Right? Yeah. Cause wouldn't it be like no. Yeah, I guess. Narcissism. Well. Yeah. Low levels. Yeah. Seems like a weird one. Yeah, whatever. Uh familial dysfunction. Mia familia. <laughs> Which I don't think that either of us really uh have no, a we, whole lot of dysfunction in either of our families. No, we so. put the function in dysfunction. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh depression. depression. Which, I mean, you guys know, both yep. of us deal with depression. Um, anxiety. Yep. Yep. Both of us deal with that. Stress. Yep. Yeah. Both of us deal with that. Uh, low emotional expressivity. I definitely don't struggle from that. No, you don't struggle with that, like, at all. However, I still think that I struggle with that a little bit. Yeah. I do definitely have a hard time still, like, expressing my emotions. I, I, uh, yeah. You, you do. And that's one thing that I have to deal with, guys, is I always try to let her know that she's in a safe spot. Mm-hmm. And... I always make sure that she knows that I appreciate the way that she feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You help vocalize it in a way that makes me feel like it's okay to, you know, let my emotions go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some other signs, having a hard time saying no. Having poor boundaries. Showing emotional reactivity. Feeling compelled to take care of people. Well, well does that, doesn't that make you just an empath? Uh, yes and no, but being with being an empath, you also have to be able to draw those boundaries. Okay. Okay. Uh, having a need for control, especially over others, which that is also another like narcissistic tendency too. Yeah. Having trouble communicating honestly. That is a big one. Yes. So I've had conversations with people and family members. And one of the things that I I always ask them is, well, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And then they pause. And then I say, why are you thinking about this? How are you doing? What a lot of people do is they have trouble communicating honestly because they're afraid of what they're going to say. They're they're afraid to say, oh, I'm not doing that good. I'm going to ruin this person's day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm fine. Well, once again, they're afraid of being honest and being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that's horrible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't feel comfortable enough to say how you're feeling, then you got to deal with that. Well, and then, I mean, depending on who you're talking to, it could also be that they don't know if they feel comfortable enough with you to be able to answer that question as honestly. Yeah. So I think it's also dependent on who it is that you're talking to, depending on what kind of answer you're going to get. Okay. Okay. Yeah, th- that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, fixating Fixate. on mistakes. Mm-hmm. I do that. I do that. So I, bad. Yeah. I'm really, really bad for that. I beat the shit out of myself when yeah. I have any sort of mistake. Yeah, so just as a little story there, guys. My first uh, my first day in the field with this new company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had a controller get ran over. Now it wasn't. It was a bit my fault. It was a bit not my fault. Anyway, long story short, it cost like six grand to fix it. It sucked. Um, I was a wreck. Yeah, you weren't really doing so hot after yeah. that. Now I'm at the point where I'm laughing about it because I'm the guy that did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm forever going to be known as the guy. I'm going to wear that sash yeah. proud. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, feeling a need to be liked by everyone. Oh, I, I deal with that. But I don't think... See, here's the thing. I deal with a lot of these things. I personally don't think that we're codependent in a bad way. 
No, because we're still independent enough that we can still lead like our regular lives when we're separated. Obviously, like the previous 10 days have proven that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <sighs> uh, feeling a need to always be in a relationship. Well. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That, that's us. That Well, I don't even know if that's us i don't know it's if it's definitely you... me oh see i was gonna say it's definitely me i don't know if it would necessarily be oh, you 100 percent me because like if you you know go all the way through my past and look at you know like all of my all of my like relationships in the past there has never been more than like a few months or something where i was actually single oh me too okay well oh me we too go. yeah 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 yeah, I had a lot of girlfriends. I didn't have a lot of serious girlfriends, but I was always in a relationship. I always loved the joy of being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the same with me too. Yeah, totally. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Denying one's own needs, thoughts, and feelings. So denying your own needs. Yeah, that's something that some a lot of people that I know do, including myself. Mm-hmm. Putting everybody else before ourselves. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Having intimacy issues. Yeah, I don't think we're... Mom, cover your ears. <laughs> yeah. We're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, neither of us struggle with this. That's no. fine. No. Uh, confusing love and pity. Mm, no, I've got a really good under grasp on that, I think. Uh, yeah, same here. Displaying fear of abandonment. Oh, yeah. I think both of us have a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. always afraid of being by ourselves. Obviously, like... we. Yeah, Kelly and I have both been in a relationship for, you know, most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I mean, shit, I started having girlfriends in grade four. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay, my first, like, quote-unquote boyfriend was in grade six. Mm. So I had a little bit of a later start than you, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. Just saying. It was pretty, just holding hands. Pretty cool. When we were lucky. Ooh, Ooh, holding hands. I know, right? Okay, so now we are going to switch over to this other article here. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So this is from Everyday Health, and it's called, Do You Have a Codependent Personality? And this was last updated on July 16th of this year. Hot off the press, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Still within the last few months. It's not years old. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, keep scrolling there, my dear. This is pretty much stuff that we have already gone through. So... This is what I want to go through. I want to go through the eight signs you're in a codependent relationship. And I want to see if we actually relate to any of these hmm. qualities, I guess, is what we're going to call them. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're really getting into whether we're codependent or not. Because I well, personally I mean, think... how else can we relate to this if we don't try to put ourselves through the test? True that. I mean, the one thing I will say is I think... Where we are codependent in a few things, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I really don't. I think mm-hmm. having codependency in your relationship really solidifies the relationship. If you can live as two complete individuals, it'll end up being the point where you are just passing boats in the night. True. Right? You, True. In my opinion, and, and this is just my opinion right now before I'm even getting into this article, I think if you don't have some sort of codependency with your partner, and I think there's a healthy way to have it. And I think if you mm-hmm. don't have that, you're missing a big part of your relationship. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you to an extent. Mm-hmm. But I've also read the rest of this article and you're going in blind. Yes. So that could be partially why we have 
not what why our views aren't exactly the same as they generally are yeah exactly now our listeners don't know all this stuff either so chances mm-hmm. are they're going to be thinking like me like yeah i gotta have something to do with my partner that little bit of codependency that really solidifies us as a couple yeah, and makes that really us, like brings us together as a whole yeah it shows that need for that partner yes. and i think that's something that you can't ignore Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go through the eight signs that you are in a codependent relationship. Okay, so how we want to do this, are you going to answer them and then I will answer them or do you want me to answer and then you answer? Because you've had time to think about it. Yeah, I've had time to think, so I think I want you to answer first. Okay. Okay, so signs of codependency include difficulty making decisions in a relationship. You have trouble making a decision every day. In general, not even just decisions in our relationship, just like everyday decisions. Now, here's the other thing. I have, I do have difficult times making a decision as a, in our relationship when you're not around. I can't just Mm -hmm. make decisions on my own unless it's what I'm going to propose. Well, and honestly, that's the same with me because at the same time, I don't want to make any decisions that I've only thought about that we haven't had time to discuss as a couple Mm -hmm. and decisions that are going to impact our like everyday lives. Yeah, I have no problem. Like you have problems making decisions. I have no problem. Yeah. So I'm usually the one that comes up with the game plans. Yes, and I am just very indecisive in general. Okay. Difficulty identifying your feelings. <sighs> I know what my feelings are. I mean, the good thing is with the struggles that I've had with mental health, I understand my feelings and I've known how to relate them to mental health. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I don't see that being an issue. Yep, yep, and I would agree with you. I don't really have a whole lot of difficulty uh, identifying any of my feelings anymore. I did at a point. Yeah. But now that I'm, you know, further along on my whole mental health journey, I've definitely not having those issues anymore. 100%. Difficulty communicating in a relationship. Hell to the no, no. Yeah, we definitely don't deal with that. I mean, we have a podcast. Yeah. So. Well, it's more than that, guys. The biggest thing is, is that we never hold back. Now, when we say we don't hold back, we keep our emotions in check. Mm -hmm. But we never hold back from things that we need to say. Exactly. We don't hold back our honest thoughts. Now, the truth of the matter is there are times where we do. There are things that we will wait like two, three days to say to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's literally two or three really rough days for us. Yeah. Honestly. Because if there's something that I need to say or Kelly needs to say to me and she doesn't say it or I don't say it because we don't feel it's the right place and then it never ends up happening... Typically what happens is we get a few bad days to the point where we have to say it, we finally talk about it, and then we feel a million times better. Exactly. And I mean, over those few days too, I feel like we almost get like, not like tension in between us, mm-hmm. but there's, it does almost kind of feel like there's a little bit of tension oh, between 100%. us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because yeah, it it puts a drift in our relationship because we know there's something that we need to talk about, but we never talk about it. Yeah. So, and that's where you have to have those communication. Like, you have to talk about things. Exactly. You can't keep everything in and expect for your relationship to work out. No. When you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter if you think it's stupid in your head. You still need to say it. Exactly. If it's still something that you're feeling, you still need to say it. Because if you keep keep suppressing those emotions and not letting those thoughts out, you're giving them power. 100%. Now, on the other side of the, on the other foot, you also got to be receptive to people's feelings. Mm -hmm. If, if your partner comes to you and says, I'm feeling this way, this isn't a direct attack to you. 
Okay. Pretend like you have nothing to do with it. And it's just this person, unless it's your actions that are causing them to feel that way, but you have to be receptive to what they're saying. Exactly. You have to be accepting of it. Yeah. If you're that person that I don't give a shit, I'm not saying shit and they can feel however they feel, but I'm not going to acknowledge it because I feel like it's becoming my problem. That's not the case, people. Exactly. 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 Okay. Uh, where are we here? Valuing the approval of others more than valuing yourself. I do that. Yeah? Yes. One, I'm that person that puts everybody else's needs before my own. Yes, but are you valuing their approval? Yes, because I'm yeah. always looking for people's approval. I am. I you're don't, a people pleaser. I am. I yeah. don't like it when people don't like me. Well, you're such a likable guy. Yeah, it just, and I always try biased. to be nice. I Well, I try to be nice to everybody. I want to make sure that, you know, and like I say, even the other night when I had that moment of I was going to be angry, I was worried about how I was going to make that person feel in a group setting. So I said, no, 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 I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I'm just going to be quiet. It's not the time. It's not the place. We exactly. can table this conversation for later. Yeah, this conversation can happen in a much better way, and that's the way I wanted to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And exactly like you said, so we've brought this up in, you know, a couple previous episodes where our friend Kayler has this whole 24 hour rule. Yeah. And initially we said that we don't necessarily agree with that rule. However, yeah. this is one area where that rule did actually kind of come into play. And come Absolutely. Handy. So it wasn't so much in a romantic relationship, but a personal relationship. And mm-hmm. I was about to get heated. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself the night. I'm going to really process this. And then I'm really going to be able to get my thoughts across. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that was done. Yeah, and exactly. it worked. I feel much better about it. I was super angry last night. And I know if I would have said things, I would have said things out of context, out of you know, out of... You would have said them out, out of, of anger. anger. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Having fears of abandonment or an obsessive need for approval. I have all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I have that in like personal and not so much in our relationship. So in our relationship, I have no fear of abandonment or need for your approval because I know that I'm the bomb. <laughs> You tell, well, that's the thing. Kelly tells me this, like, I I just want to, you know what? This morning was different. So I'm at home today. Uh, I had some work yesterday. Today, I'm just working on computer stuff. So I get to be at home with Kelly. I started the day off by making coffee, bringing her her coffee, making her Mm -hmm. breakfast, which we don't eat breakfast during the week, but it felt like, I don't know, I was a little hungry. So I want to do something a little special. Yeah. And yeah, it was... You know, I I don't need those things of approval because I know I do all these things for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing is anytime that you do anything like that for me, I always make sure that I tell you, you know, like how much I appreciate it and that type of stuff too. And vice versa. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, However, so I do think that not within our relationship that we have fears of abandonment, but in, you know, like friendships or Mm -hmm. anything like that then I think that that's something that both of us struggle with yeah I mean I deal with that with work I'm always afraid I'm gonna get fired for something same with me yeah and I feel that like I'm scared now starting this new job that I gave up a guaranteed job you know I have moments of like I hope they like me I hope I'm doing a good job Mm -hmm. so that is something that I deal with not in a personal relationship or romantic relationship in like a professional relationship. Well, and I'm wondering too if that has more to do with your anxiety. Oh, probably. Than it does with like codependency. And a little bit of my OCD because I feel like everything should be done right. And otherwise, what's the fuck's the point? Exactly. And then I should be fired yeah. otherwise. Yeah, that's definitely a little bit of like mm-hmm. perfectionism. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Having an unhealthy dependence on relationships, even at your own cost. Yeah. I mean, our need to always be in a relationship is one thing. Mm-hmm. And that is tough. Yeah. 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 Do you think it's at your own cost, though? Uh, no, because if anything, it would have been for me. And I, it's just the decision I chose to make. But, you know, obviously it's a little jaded. Because like I say, it's it's that need to get approval for people and make people like me. And like that's something that I've dealt with my whole life, especially growing up, mm-hmm. especially being bullied. Yeah. Oh, that like that seriously destroyed me. I was I got bullied and I realized that, you know, I don't have to be bullied. I can just do things myself and make fun of myself and take the power away from the bullies, but do it my own way. Yeah, which is kind of like a coping mechanism now. It is. Basically. Yeah, more yeah. or less. Having an unexaggerated sense of responsibility for... Wait, sorry, let me try that again. Having an exaggerated sense of responsibility for the actions of others. Yeah, I mean, I always worry about... I feel responsible for the people, especially like in a professional sense too, but not, mm-hmm. not for but that's us. that's management. Yeah. Even for us, yeah. I mean, if you struggle with something... I feel stressed out for you. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, when Kelly was recording her solo sewed, my biggest concern is that when you were getting ready to set up and do your solo sewed, you wouldn't know how to set it up properly. Mm-hmm. And it would be stressful for you. So I wanted to make sure I called you. I, fi- I figured out the best time and I called you and made sure we went through it. Yes, and I appreciated that because you know that if I tried to do that by myself and had no idea what I was doing, I would have just gotten frustrated and I would have said, screw it, I'm not doing it. And then our wonderful listeners wouldn't have gotten your solo sold. Exactly. 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 Okay, so now we're going to go into is a codependency or yeah, is a codependent relationship really that bad? Is it though? I don't think it is. I really don't. And my still, I'm holding to my opinion that I believe a little bit of codependency is absolutely necessary for a truly fulfilling, loving relationship. Yeah, I think it's kind of natural. At some point in your relationship, you are going to be a little bit codependent on each other. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, as long as it's not kind of ruining you in a way that when that person, so like when you go out of town, I can still lead a normal life. Like I can still, you know, go and cook dinner for myself. I still, you know, went and recorded a solo. So I still went and, you know, hung out with friends. Like mm-hmm. I still led a very normal day to day life and was still able to, you know, like get my work done during the day and everything without you being home. Yeah. There's yeah. levels. Exactly. But I also want to point out, I've never read this article and I just read the first line. Not all codependent relationships turn sour. Yeah. This chick says or Becker says. Whoever Becker is. Yeah. Hey, Becker. Any healthy relationship will have some codependency and give and take. He explains. Oh, okay. Hey, Becker. What up, bro? Um, <laughs> for example, it's reasonable if one partner looks to another for advice or guidance on a major decision. Boom. Yeah. That's literally what I've been saying. Yeah. And then it says, but if you seek out, maintain, or even feed off relationships that are not fulfilling or healthy, you could be codependent. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So that also, take this into your personal lives too, guys. I mean, do you have a relationship that is not fulfilling or healthy Mm -hmm. that actually affects you? So 
even with the How to Love Me podcast, we talk about romantic relationships, but this works for all relationships, people. Exactly. It's not just romantic. No, we. I mean, it's personal relationships. It's professional relationships. They all have the same kind of connection, and that's what we're trying to work on. Work on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Cool. So what's the next part? Are we done now? This this was Did about we just it. Wrap this this was, shit up? this was everything that I wanted to hit. And I really just kind of wanted to get your opinion on the whole thing. Yeah. So like do you think that we have a codependent relationship? I think we do and I think it's great. Yeah. Cuz we mean, have a healthy codependence on each other. We make decisions together. Like there's things that we do together um that I think is necessary for a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like big life choices. Yeah. You know, like where, you know, jobs what we're going to do career-wise, financials. Like, these are all decisions that we have to make. Like, I'm not just going to go out and say, you know what, I want to go get a new truck. Yeah. And just go get my new truck. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to go and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go pick up this brand new truck and not, like, talk to my fiancé about it. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's a big life decision. Exactly. However, if you just want to, like, go run to the grocery store and go get, like... I don't know. Groceries? Yeah, groceries, I guess. It's not like that's something that we need to talk about beforehand. No, exactly. If I want to go down to 7-Eleven and pick myself up a hot dog and a Pepsi, I'm just going to go get myself a Pepsi and a hot dog. Exactly. We don't need to have like a life-altering decision about it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. I'm a Pepsi person, people. Not Coke. I agree. Yeah. Man, I don't know what it is about Coke, but it just gives me that like weird feeling on my teeth. Because uh, I think if Pepsi has more sugar and it's a sweeter... And I think they use something else in Coke. I don't know. Maybe it's the cocaine. It's the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, codependency. Yeah, I, in my opinion, there's that level mm-hmm. that you, you need some sort of codependency with, with your partner. And you can't just live completely separate lives. Now, that's my opinion. You've got Everybody's got friends and other relationships where... No codependency is perfect because you don't want to rely on that person. You don't need that person to Mm -hmm. affect how your everyday life is going. And those and that's fine. But I think for the most connective and most emotional, like when you have a best friend and you call them your best friend and let's say you're not in a relationship, you're codependent on that person. When you're having a good day, a bad day, you want to talk to that person. Yeah. Yep. That's very true. And that includes, you know, parents too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I talk to my mom when I have a bad day. I talk to you when I have a bad day. Yeah. In some ways, you need to have that person you can lean on and be codependent on. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's levels. Levels of codependency. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, just as long as you're not crossing that line into what's unhealthy, then. Yeah, so you've got to be able to live separate lives. And this is where, like, our little 10-day stint apart was perfect because we got to test our limits. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It was easier. We built it up to be this bigger problem than what it was. When I finished the 10 days and I was driving back, I'm like, shit, I could do this again. We could do this again. I know we could survive this again. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If you think about, like, all of the shit that happened in that 10 days, like, obviously it was, you know, kind of a rough time for us to be apart. But as a whole, as long as, you know, there was none of these, you know, crazy ups and downs that we both experienced, then Mm -hmm. I think that we're completely fine. You know, another 10 days apart or something like that wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. And now listening to your solo solo sewed, there is one thing (laughs) I do want to point out. Um, When it came to your family and, and the emergency that happened, it was a... It, it was a passing 
Yeah. And I, I, I just wanted to say that, that that was what made it tough. Because I listened to it and I noticed that you never said anything. You were very light about it. But yes, there was a member of Kelly's family that passed away mm-hmm. at that time. So that's where, where all the difficulty came from. A lot yeah. of it came from. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. At the time of recording that solo sode, nothing had really been said out loud yet. So I just didn't really feel like it was my place to be, you know, the person who has a podcast that decides to, you know, say what happened with our family, yeah. you know, out loud or anything like that. So I just didn't feel like it was my place to bring it up. No, no, but I did want to, yeah, I did want to bring that up now. That, exactly. Now <clears> that <throat> things are a little bit more out in the open. Yeah. There, there was a passing in our family. And, and that's the biggest part here, guys, is that I was gone and I was going to be gone for at least one more week when this happened. Yeah. So that's why it was so tough for us to be apart for that time because, you know, I was really struggling and not having my family living in the same city as me and not being able to like go and lean on them or anything, even in person was a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if we can get through that together with, with us being apart, like... Well, it also is a little different for me. I mean, like everybody knows, I've had a death in my family. My sister passed away. And that almost, I wouldn't say jaded me towards death, Mm -hmm. but it's made me more comfortable towards it. To the point where, like, I can be your rock in this situation because I have experience in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But obviously, you know, our love goes out to those family members and Mm -hmm. we love you guys. All of our love and support. Seriously. Yeah. Um, I still couldn't imagine. Um, it, it's really tough. And I know for some of you, I haven't, I haven't even had a chance to meet you yet. Yeah. Which is, you know, the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, codependency. I think everybody has some, I mean, even Dax sitting here has some codependency on us and Dexter. Oh, you know, the definitely. Dogs, codependent. Seriously, guys, he's just sitting on the bed right now, just staring at us. Well, dad's been gone for like 10 days and now, now Dexter's, Dexter's gone. off getting his hair did. Well, he doesn't even know that. He just saw no. him leave and then we came back without him. He's like, guys, where's my friend? Yeah. Where's my brother? <laughs> where's my brother? Where's my brother? So, yeah, codependency, I think it's necessary. I think there's a line to it and it's up to you to draw that line. Mm-hmm. But just remember, like, you need to have that conversation with your partner and think about it as codependency. You know, what decisions do you guys need to make as a couple? And I think that those are things that you need to get down and maybe even write down. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Right? Like, yeah. what do we need to talk about? In my opinion, you guys need to talk about if you're talking about a romantic relationship or even a very strong personal relationship, such as a best friend, you mm-hmm. have to say everything. Yeah, you can't leave anything out. No, if you leave anything on the table, you're wasting your time. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'd agree. You got to be all in in a relationship because that's the only way you're going to have a all in relationship, which is what everybody needs. That's the only way that you're going to be able to continue to grow. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I do want to get into some segments, but but first. first. (laughs) We didn't even plan that. We didn't, but we always do it. Yeah, we do. We got a message. We got a DM um from a good friend of mine dylan this one's for you Mm -hmm. so dylan uh is a guy that i used to work with um back when i did my last job yeah so that when i was doing scaffolding yeah so he's a young man wonderful guy musical he's just fun to be around but he he's got a question for us and it's definitely a little different um because I've got a little experience in this and 
basically, let's go into his question. Yeah, so let's go into the question. You know what? I'm just going to read this whole this whole message that he sent us. Deal. Okay. So he says, hey, guys, huge fan and have been listening ever since the first episode. I have a question for you. Yeah. First of all, thanks for listening ever since the first episode, Dylan. You're the best. You the real MVP. Real MVP. What up? (laughs) So he says, me and my girlfriend have been together for two years and have recently moved in together. And every time marriage gets brought up, we're always told that because we're both 18, that we are too young. Although I don't plan on getting married for a while, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. So we actually kind of had not opposing views, but not like somewhat opposing views. We have views, but here's the here's the catch twenty two to this, guys. There's no advice. Every relationship's different. So I guess I'm just gonna dive into her. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in a young relationship. My me and my ex, we started dating when we were eighteen. We got married when I was 22. Uh, And obviously, we're divorced. Mm -hmm. So it can happen. And again, there was nothing wrong with that relationship. It's just we kind of grew apart. And that can happen. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. My parents parents have been together since they were... I think my mom was like 15. Yeah, I think she said 15 or 16. Yeah, you know what I mean? And they are still together and strong. And they even had me, which was a total oops. Yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah. Oopsies. Yeah. Baby in high school. Yeah. And there's the thing too. So like my parents, they were together in high school. They split up Mm -hmm. and then they actually got married when I would have been, I would have been five Mm -hmm. when they got married, but they got back together. I think when I was like two. Yeah. So it's crazy to think that, you know, like, yeah, you could end up marrying the person that you did go to high school with and then end up having like that whole kind of break in between and growing to be completely different people and then coming together in the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So people change. That's the only thing that I can say in this is that people change, people evolve. We change as human beings, whether it's a tragedy, whether it's just general growth or Mm -hmm. becoming the person that you really see yourself becoming. No matter what, you have to have positivity in your relationship and you have to be able to support. The one thing I will say about my previous relationship is I never pushed my ex away from where she was going. Yes, okay, if I would have, and maybe we'd still be together, maybe things would be different. But at the end of the day, I made sure she was able to thrive and be the person that she wanted to be. Yeah, you supported her and what it was that she wanted. It didn't always work out for me, and there was things that were frustrating, but that was part of it. But we grew. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you're going to grow in any sort of relationship. It just kind of depends on if you grow together or if you grow separately. Exactly. I mean... Where are your guys' goals? If you guys' goals line up, you guys want to be in the same place, mm-hmm. but you also have to be honest with yourself. Is this exactly what I want to do? And you have to be open to all those conversations. So maybe think of like the five different ways that your life could be different as you grow older, where you want to be in your 40s, and come up with a bunch of different scenarios and see what scenarios they agree on and what you guys don't agree on. I mean, that's a big question. Exactly. If you know that you have you know the same sort of end goals, then why shouldn't your relationship work out hypothetically however if you have like completely opposing views on things and if you want completely different things obviously your relationship is probably not going to work out but or you could work on that also true right i mean no matter what well but that's the thing too if it comes to like say hypothetically say you want kids and i don't yeah 
that those are very, very differing views, and that's life-changing views. Now, mind you, when you're 18, your views are going to change as you get older. So Yes, very true. Here's my thing. You don't really figure out who the fuck you are as a person until your late 20s. Honestly. Yeah, probably. Honestly. Probably, yeah. I mean, when you get into high school, you're so used to changing who you are. To fit in. To yeah. fit in. That you continue doing that because now you're in college. Now you're you're starting professional jobs. You're still meeting new people and you're trying to fit in. It's just not it's high school anymore. Mm-hmm. So until you get comfortable in your life and you figure out exactly who you are and your partner figures out exactly who they are, that's when the conversation has to, you know, that's where the conversation starts. Hmm. So unless okay. you guys know where you guys are going to be or you have a general idea and you know what you guys want to do. Yeah, I mean, but again, there's no issue with waiting. If you guys are engaged or even freaking just dating for a decade, there's nothing wrong there's with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There isn't like a set time frame that you need to get, you know, married at or anything. And no. I know I've said previously, I had kind of like a time frame in my mind, yep. but that was also just something that was in the back of my mind. I had a time frame too. And you know what? Our time frames, if I didn't have that time frame in my head that I was going to be, you know, this age doing this. I might have done things differently and it might have been a great thing. It might have been a horrible thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're going to live the life you're going to do. You're going to make mistakes. And I can't tell you what's the right answer. Exactly. I mean, really, until you're fully comfortable with yourself and in your own skin, I don't think that you're ever going to be able to make that kind of commitment commitment in that type of decision. Yeah. And I mean, you might be able to. It's hard to say. Like mm-hmm. I say. Everybody's different. Every relationship is different. I know high school sweethearts that are still together. I know high school sweethearts that have gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. I know all of I've seen all of it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. Yeah. At all. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Dylan, you do you, boo. You're yeah. a smart kid. Exactly. And you know what? It's your own life. You make your own decisions. But you're 18. There's no rush. No. Marriage is literally, I mean, truthfully, Kelly and I have talked about this. What is marriage? Marriage is, we've been dating. You guys are living together. At the end of the day, she can still take you for half your shit. So what the (laughs) fuck does it matter? It's It's a piece of paper. It's a commitment to each other. Yes, but you guys are dating. You guys are committed to each other. And that's the only important thing. Yeah, just having that mutual commitment. But I mean, there's also other things to look at, like, you know, how does it affect your outside relationships and all that, too? Because Oh, of course, there's a ton of different aspects that we can look at. And you'll figure it out. Do you need to get married when you're 18? Probably not. Fuck no. Nah. There's no big rush for it. Take your time. You guys are together. And you know what, Dylan? You're a smart kid. You got a good hand on your shoulders. I wouldn't sweat it too much. But don't rush into things because people are pressuring you. Well... I think that they're pressuring him not to, but I don't what, know what I would say is at the end of the day, it's your decision and it's your life. Yep. And if you feel, you know, like deep down in your gut that this is the right decision for you, then make that decision. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't end up working out, just be, be prepared for any outcome. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's I all. I hope that didn't help and it helped a lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly, uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough. It's a hard thing to go through, uh, but I know you'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You'll okay. make the decision that's best for you. All right. Now let's get into the segments. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do, do it. it. <laughs> so, just a tip. Just a tip. Just a tip. So I do have just a tip for this week. 
And it is about the codependency. Ooh, okay. Because I think it's necessary. I think codependency is necessary, and I think you need to have it. One of the things that I've always learned when it comes to relationships is if you're that person that... If you end up just being passing nights, passing boats in the night, and you're just really good roommates that mm-hmm. occasionally hook up, then yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, a little bit. You little need bit. to have a little bit of codependency with that person. You need to have that connection, and I think it's super important. Yeah, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that's my tip, guys. Don't worry about codependency. Sometimes it's necessary. Don't look at it as a negative thing, unless it negatively impacts your life. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. What else are we going to get into? Oh, I mean, we could go through so much. Kids these days. Oh, you got a kids these I days. I have kids these days. All right. Here's the thing. It's a positive one. Ooh. So I'm an oil field worker. I was, when I was out doing camp work, I was working on some construction in the oil field and some things never change. But some things do. The new generation. So obviously, when I was in the oil field and I started out in my career, mental health, all these things, you were a weirdo if you had them. It it was a bad thing. Nowadays, it isn't. I actually got to talk to a few guys that were younger than me and actually have conversations about mental health. And they were open and honest about it in the oil field. So kids these days, (laughs) round of applause, (laughs) round of applause. Well done. Way to support me on that clap. I know, that was right? Impressive. Also, can we just take a hot second to appreciate the fact that we started and ended at the exact same time? And once again, this was not planned. Yeah, I don't understand it. We didn't even make eye contact. It was weird. No, it was just like I could see you out of the corner of my eye and then we both stopped at the same time. Yeah, so. it, was, it was strange. Go us. So, yeah, go team. But yeah, that's one thing that I noticed and I'm so happy. Guys, you've got to be open and honest with it. And it took me to open up to somebody before they opened up to me. And start the conversation. Exactly. Sometimes you've got to be that person to take the first step and start that conversation in the hopes that the other person is going to be receptive and open up to. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? I'm just going to continue and keep doing segments for me. Let's do it. Why? Because I missed this. Seriously, guys, I missed this podcast. Yeah, he did. I really did. It it bugged me that Kelly got to do one and I didn't. A little jealous there, hey? I actually, like, I love this. envious. I love this. I love our community that we built. I love you guys who listen to this. And Mm -hmm. the people that reach out to us and say we make a difference in our lives, that's why we do this. Exactly. It's so exciting. But the why I love you. Ooh, okay. I love you so much because you survived those 10 days. I got to go hunting and you just put all your shit aside and said, you sound happy. You just love this. And you know what? You you were so happy. You got happy from my happiness. Of course. Yeah. I mean, something that brings you joy is going to bring me joy because it's making you happy. Followed by a past, like a death in your family. And then, you know, me supporting you. And then you still handling the next seven days. Some people would say, I can't do this. I need you home. You need to get home. Yeah. You did not do that. You handled it like a fucking champion. This is the longest stint that we've been apart. And you were stronger than I would have expected. And you weren't overly codependent. Aw, thank you, baby. That is why I love you. Oh, man, what a great why I love you. You got me feeling all warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Oh, just great. Um, So my why I love you is honestly I just I don't even know if I can break it out into anything I just I just missed you so 
freaking much. Like mm. I'm just I'm just so happy that you're home. And I think one of the things that I missed most about you through this last 10 days is just like your steadiness. Which sounds so, so weird to even say out loud, but you're just you're steady. I'm your rock. Exactly. You're my rock. And I missed having my rock. Yeah. Yeah. And now another just a tip from Catlin. <laughs> Even if you're not feeling up to it, if you guys are separate, if you and your loved one are separated for a while, even if you don't feel like it, do a fucking house party, Zoom chat, do a video chat. Exactly. Seriously, there was one day where both of us were struggling pretty freaking bad. Neither of us really felt like it, but we're like, you know what? We're going to do a house party tonight. We're still going to do a video chat because... I felt like we needed it. And we and did. we did because both of us just felt so much better afterwards. It's so nice to see the other person's face. Exactly. And like, don't get me wrong. All of the phone calls were fantastic. Yeah. But there is nothing quite like being able to see your face. Yeah. And like, you're my background on my phone. I see your face all the time. But to see your face react to our conversation is what I needed. And mm-hmm. it really helped us get through it. Yeah. I totally agree. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, thanks 2020 for creating... These wonderful apps that let us see each other's faces. Yeah, exactly. And actually, like, thank you to 2020 for making us utilize these wonderful apps. Exactly. Because, like, that's one thing before this whole global pandemic hit. I didn't really do a whole lot of, like, video chatting, like, FaceTime, that type of stuff. It always made me super uncomfortable. Yeah. And now we use the chat service called Marco Polo. Yep. We use Marco Polo on, like, a daily basis. I've been using Marco Polo for years. And a phone finally, like, everyone's starting to catch on to it. And it's become such a big thing. And it's just so nice to be able to communicate and see other people's faces. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Totes my goats. Totes my goats. Well... Do we have any more segments? You know any what? more that you want to hit? No more segments, but there is something I really want to say. Okay. And again, I know that I've said this a couple times on this episode, but listeners, our fans, the people that just want to listen to us, thank you. Like, we're about to hit a big stride for us. Mm-hmm. We are so close to a thousand downloads, people. So, so, so freaking close. By the time we record our next episode, we will be at a thousand downloads. Yeah. Like that's a guarantee. Yeah. At this and that's just downloads. That's not streams. That's not. Yeah. That's not streams or anything. That is just strictly unique downloads. And I w- never would have expected this to happen this early. No, not at all. I mean, considering we've only been doing this for like four months. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. What? Give June? or take. Yeah. May or June. June. June was when we released our first episode. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like we're almost at five months here, but. Yeah. To be, you know, almost hitting a thousand downloads is just incredible. You so. guys are amazing. I love this community that we built. Um, and the community, like, I love the fact that people are listening and people are actually reaching out to us and they love what we're, we have to say. You know, the people that are reaching out to us and saying, like, keep doing what you're doing because you're helping people. And the fact that they're taking things that we've learned from our own personal relationship and, you know, these are things that they're putting into their personal relationships. Like, that's just incredible. It is. It truly is. Yeah. So thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Yeah. It just means the world to us. And again, we couldn't do this. The re- You guys are the reasons that we do this. Yes, Kelly is altruistic. I have an ego. I think I haven't said that <laughs> since the second episode. It's been a while. It has. But let's, let's bring it back. No, but like, honestly, guys, it, it means a lot. And it it helps us in our mental health knowing that we're out there helping people. Exactly. And that's like, why it we decided. Us so much joy. Yeah. This is why we decided to do this. Yeah. And we just love you guys' support. And 
Anything else you guys have to tell us, we're open ears. We love hearing this stuff. Exactly. Send, a, send us a message. Send us a DM. Send us an email. Whatever it is that you want to do, get in touch with us. We love and hearing it. You can get a hold of us on how the number two Love Me Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and, and at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. We're getting really good at this. Man, we're cute. I know, right? We're uh, ridiculous. So, guys, we're going to end the episode here. Yeah. So great to be back. I missed you guys. We love you guys. And we'll catch you on the next one. Catch you next week. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.